She's not here to judge. She's here to report the honest news on healthy living. She's Andrea Donsky, along with Lisa Davis. It's time for Naturally Savvy. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. My lovely co-host Andrea is away today. Wine. You read why it's good for you. You read why it's not so great for you. Here to talk about this is the fantastic Carol Alt, who joins us here twice a month. Hello, Carol. Hi, Lisa. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I I fear I'm not going to be very popular today when we talk about this topic. (laughs) (laughs) So are you on the side that wine is not all it's cracked up to be? You know, the two biggest beverages that people drink the most often are wine and coffee or beer and coffee. You know, I I have an issue more or less with both of them. And I know that you, you found an article, you said six reasons why you should have a glass of wine at the, at the end of the evening. And I'm going to yeah. talk mostly against that. Because the main reasons they always give you about wine is for the paraffinols and for the vitamins and minerals and antioxidants. You know, the, the thing is, is that you can get those vitamins and those minerals and all those antioxidants from a grape. You, you can get it from vegetables. You can get it from other fruit. You can get it from raw food if you're eating a good diet, your salads and your broccolis, your cauliflowers, and all of this stuff. You can get those things anywhere. The issue I have with wine and coffee especially and beer and alcohol is this. They're very acidic to the body. The problem is is keeping a perfect balance of the body, which is about six, eight, seven, two, for optimum health and energy and, you know, slow aging. The perfect pH is so hard to get and it's so hard to keep. I know my own struggles with having a good pH has been, you know, I eat 95% raw because I'm such an acidic body. And I drink alkaline water. It takes 35 cups of alkaline water to alkaline a cup of coffee, a cup of a glass of wine, or a, a cup of Coca-Cola. So you need 35 glasses of alkaline water to just neutralize it. I'm not even talking about then going on to alkaline the body. That's above those 35 cups. So, you know, I'm just saying that in order to have optimum health, you have to have optimum pH. And it's almost impossible to do that with eating cooked food, drinking coffee, and having a glass of wine at the end of the night. All of these things are very acidic to an already, by the way, stressful world, which is acidic, and a stressed body, which tends to run acid. Does that make sense to you? Am I speaking in, in like, a oh, lingo you Oh, completely does. <laughs> oh, it does, Carol. I just want to ask... Well, I just want to ask some certain terms to make sure everybody's clear. Okay, so what is alkaline water, and how does that differ from distilled water, undistilled water, tap water, filtered water? I mean, it can be confusing. It is confusing. All right, so tap water and most bottled waters are basically not filtered if they're just coming into your house from an outside line. So, you know, you can go and you can carry home all those heavy bottles of water, but if you read the label and it just says bottled at the source, it's not filtered. It's not reverse osmosis. They basically done, did nothing but put it into a bottle. So you might not necessarily be getting clean water. So 
an alkaline water. What an alkaline water is, it's, an al- it's a water that has a very high pH, like a 9.5. My water that I actually make in my house with the machine gets a 10.5 pH. That's extremely alkaline. And zero is a neutral pH, and then minus 10 is a very acid, okay? So, okay. You, you know, a lot of waters are not, they, people do nothing to it, and they add things like fluoride and fluoride to it. You don't want those chemicals in your body. So you really need to make sure that the water you're getting is filtered, reverse osmosis, at least, you, you know, get, get the heavy major metals out of it and dirt and bacteria and toxins before you drink it. And that doesn't always happen with the bottled water. Distilled water is completely different because what they do is distilled water is they cook it until it becomes a steam. Then they recapture the steam and bring it back down to cooling where it becomes a liquid again. And doing that, yeah, it leaves behind any bacteria, it leaves behind any dirt or grime or heavy metals, everything. And if you look in the bottom of, of a pan in a distiller, it's usually got, you know, gunk on it because everything is left behind that's in the water. But that also includes the vitamins and the minerals. So distilled water is basically dead water, which is why, yeah, which is why you could use it in a heater, which is why you could use it in your iron because it won't leave a residue because it's already been steamed, recaptured, and cleaned out. Now, the great thing about an alkaline water, what it is is it's a matter of Splitting the, the minerals that are in the water. So an alkalizer, if you put one in your sink, for example, will split the acid minerals into an acid water, and that gets drained away. And then it makes alkaline water with alkalizing minerals. It's, it's really clever because all it does is it just, you know, separates out the two different kinds of minerals, ones that have an alkalizing effect, one that has an acidic effect on the body, and the water that is left over is either acid or alkaline because of the minerals that are in it. Oh, I see. That makes sense. You know, no, I think it's great. You know, Carol, I want to get back to the wine. And I think a lot of reasons people talk about the health benefits or we look at people in France and how they don't have the obesity problem. But it also has to do with they're eating a lot more whole foods, right? And their diet well, overall is not such, sad, would you say? Yeah, we do such terrible things to our food here. We put so many chemicals and added sugars. The big thing is the added sugars. And if they take out the sugars, they add fats because sugars and fats are the most tasty things to have in food, and they want you addicted to their food. So ketchup and spaghetti sauce and all of these bottled and canned things have so much added fat and added sugar. And, by the way, they also add wheat flour to a lot of things, especially soups and gravies, etc., because it's filling and it's cheap. You know, in, in Paris and France and Italy, they don't do that. You know, when I was working a lot as a model in Paris, Literally, they would go out daily to get the food. They'd go out and get a roast and they'd get potatoes. And they would literally make our food daily in the studio. But here, you know, we have it sitting on shelves. We go at the beginning of the week. It's got to last two weeks in our refrigerator or in our closet where it goes bad. And then we get mad and we don't want it. So the companies basically are catering to that by putting all kinds of different, you know, citric acids and, and you know, all kinds of stuff in there, to, you know, chemicals to keep it from going bad. So the thing with, with wine is, you know, it's all, if you ate raw food all day long, which is alkaline, and then have a glass of wine at night, yeah, I could see that it's nice because it's a balance. 
but we eat the coffee and the acid and the Coca-Cola and we're stressing, we're doing all this stuff, and we, we're just adding a, a another acid on top. Now, the only thing I would say about wine that might be a, a little bit of a plus is to make you way relaxed. <laughs> so maybe if you're eating, you know, a lot of uh, acid food, you know, you shouldn't have wine, but maybe, you know, a good balance of acid and alkaline, a little bit of wine might make you just that much more relaxed. Yeah, you know, Carol, it's funny because I was going to ask about that. I was going to say, if you do eat a really clean diet, lots of raw foods, you know, nice, healthy fats, alkaline diet, I don't. I think you're going to be okay having a glass of wine in the evening if that's something that you enjoy. I'll tell you what, though, because I've done this. Mm-hmm. I used to start my day with a scotch and coffee before I became a raw foodist. Yes, don't don't look so shocked. I could see the look <laughs> on your face, but like, now oh. I don't want it because I know, right? Well, but back then I was hypoglycemic and I needed the sugars and I needed the boost to my adrenals. And when you eat really well, your body doesn't call for sugar and you're not going to want. And that's a good telltale sign that you're eating well is that you don't crave alcohol at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, Carol, this has gone by way too fast. Carol, I am so, we always love having you on the program. You can learn more about Carol. You can follow her at Model Carol Alt. I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Naturally Savvy. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Your Radio MD and at Naturally Savvy. Take care and stay well.